We are recording live today from Sage Music here in Long Island City, a school that turns people of all ages from students into musicians. The school has a unique curriculum where teachers focus personal attention and utilize a holistic approach to teaching every student. The school is owned by inspirational Iraq war veteran Jason Sagabil, who offers classes in guitar, piano, cello, violin, and voice. Also check out their recently opened new location in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. To learn more about Sage Music, visit www.sagemusic.co.co. This is Improv Noise. And in order to get started, we need a suggestion of something you something you Noise. Today we had Pat Shea. Check it out. Improv noise. Improv as we know it is much younger than the last time the Cubs won a pennant. That's true. Does that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. You could say a lot of a lot of things like hot pockets or uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but automobiles. Alan, yeah. <laughs> T when, model T's. When Alan Arkin was in that back room doing a scene with. Joan Rivers, I'm sure my history's a little off. Sure. Uh, that just like today and then, the Cubs still hadn't won a World Series exactly. at that point. Oh, yeah, I know. I don't buy that respect. history. I'm an improv creationist. <laughs> which is one day, all the theaters were made. Exactly. Um, so now that we're talking about improv, downformed um, <laughs> improv. Um, so I I, I I like to ask, um, what is um, if you're watching a scene and there's going to be, or you're in a scene and there's a thing that you want to make sure is there, or that. If you see this, you're like, oh, okay, I can get on board, um, or I'm I'm in it to win it. What, what's that thing for you? If I'm watching a scene, yeah, or in a scene, what's the? Well, there, there's two things. Oh, great. Yeah, I, if that's okay. Please, I, I, if there's three, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's funny because I used to I used to sort of discount Yes and uh, because uh, everyone knows Yes and, and I mean, uh, I'll tell my students a lot that like, oh, I heard Yes and, and I, I knew it in thirty seconds when I first heard it. Right. I was like, oh, okay, don't pee on the floor. I mean, that's that's basically what yes and. Don't say this isn't the living room, it's the kitchen. Say, yes, we're in the living room now. Let's go to the kitchen. Right. That's what I thought it meant. Um, and uh, about a year and a half after that, I got to hear I got to hear Del Close describe it, and it was a much more interesting definition. Uh, and, then, and then I still thought I had it, you know, and it was about 10, 15 years after that that... I realized, wait a second, there's way more to this. Like, I, I was working with some scenes where this other thing that I'm about to mention was right in place, you know, and uh, and the scenes were still crappy. They weren't going anywhere. And then right. I realized, holy crap. Yeah, you you're know, following the rules. Why we, is this scene not We're going? not yes-anding each other. I mean... In a different way, in a different in a different way than I had been looking at yes and before. But okay, so yes and okay, pursuing action, you know, Great. doing and and continually moving yourself into spots where you don't know what's going to happen next. Great. So if you're watching, you're you're looking for a little bit of yes and. What was uh, yeah. Del Close's uh, definition of yes and? Uh, it, well, it wasn't a definition. It was a it was a thing that happened in class. Um, and uh, and it was a scene between two women, and I forget what they were. What they were arguing about. I think they were friends, but they were definitely going through one of their grandmother's, you know, attic. I guess grandma had passed away or something. I, oh, I forget. So I forget the specific. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> you know, but um, but that's okay. I mean, 
Dell was into death. So that was a, uh, and one of them was, was really weird in the scene. She went on to, I mean, she, she plays weird characters even to today, you know, she, uh, she plays weird characters, but she turned to her partner and she said, uh, here, here are my grandmother's underwear, try them on. And I forget why she said that. Uh, and her partner naturally said, what? No. Are you crazy? What the hell is the matter with you? And Dell was like, stop, stop right now. Um, that's a terrible Dell impersonation, by the way. But that's <laughs> fine. Uh, uh, <clears throat> stop, right, stop there. Oh my uh, God, Dell's right in the room. Right <laughs> um, and, and he comes down and, and he said, why did you say no there? And she's like, well, because, and because she knows that Dell wants us to be real and be human uh, when we're playing, she said, well, because I would never put on someone else's you know, grandmother's underwear. Yeah, that's extremely absurd. Yeah, yeah exactly. And he said, he said, uh, boy, now I'm trying to remember all of what he said. Um, now, it, it's funny. It was like, um, well, he said, he said, if you don't, you don't put it on and we're right back here, you two arguing about the furniture, whatever it is. So that's why we say yes. He said, say yes, put it on. You know, and then say, say, yes, and, you know, put it on and then maybe it affects you somehow. Maybe grandma's spirit is in this underwear and she starts to become a part of you, you know. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and so, yes, being that door to adventure. Right. Was really solidified for me at, at that moment. Um, being that door to, hey, something's going to happen. You don't know what it is. Uh, but that's the point, you know, get yourself into a spot where you don't know what's going to happen. Um, so, so that, that was, yeah, that, that's where it really hit me there. Now, and like years later, and would make itself a lot more clear to me as well. And that's the thing. I think we, we hear yes, and, and right now, I don't want to say right now. I think for a long time we just focus on the yes aspect of that, mm. and then and then we think and as a as a as a duty to add information and uh, and I think that's a little heavy um, or that puts a lot of pressure on us when we're playing. Right. Um, well, yeah. what I, I liked I, I, something that's been in my head a lot lately and for a while now. It was described to me uh, almost very recently I mean, mm -hmm. in class about how like like when you're given something as a response, there's like two pillars. You can ask if it, you can be like, yes, like like if, if I'm presented with where my grandmother's clothing, I'm going to be like, sure, like, yeah. Or I could uh, be the straight person or I can call it out and say like, I would never do that. That's really, Why would I wear my grandmother's underwear? Mm -hmm. So like as 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 immediate response, like those are my two options. I feel me as an intermediate player, I tend to lean more towards calling it out and being like, "That's weird. Why would I do that? That's not true, mm -hmm. or that's not something I would do in real life." However, I feel that if I want to keep developing, or what I really want to explore, to really follow that fear, to really follow the unknown, is to do the as if part of it, to really embrace it. Like, it's not something that's really unusual. Live in that unusualness. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Like, to me, that's what I was thinking of oh, when you were mentioning the, uh, I guess maybe the beginning part of a yes and. Right? Mm -hmm. You can sort of lean to one or the other. Yeah, well, and, and here's the thing. And, and this is, this is uh, where that and thing comes to, becomes more important to me. Right. Uh, uh, is that, uh, I, to me, it's not necessarily one or the other. Right. Um, 
I was really broad right when I was saying it, that, but that's too broad. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the kind of maybe a spectrum that's going on here. What I've really, uh, yeah, what, yeah. Well, what if that's the thing, and I think that's we think of it as that spectrum, right? Like, yes, okay, I'm gonna go along with it. Uh, which then we translate yes in our heads into, well, my partner's always right. And then we get lazy, right? We, we get out right. on the stage and we say, well, what do you want to do? Um, <laughs> That's how I start a lot of my scenes, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You wait for, I'm I'm going to wait for you to initiate so I can yes and you, you know? And then you get two people just sort of politely staring at each other on the stage, Um being super supportive. Yeah, and, and then it's like, and then, and then my partner says something and I was like, oh, wait, oh. Oh boy! Now I really have to hand. Uh, okay, uh, but okay. Going back, so it's that as if okay, cool. That's a great idea. Or hey, wait a second! I'm going to call that out. That's where and comes in for me uh, because and is and connects and, and that's the and we think of and as this uh, thing that we have to do to build. Uh, I have to add information into this, uh, and we think of information as like I think a plot point or you know, another heightening step that has to happen. Uh, to me, an and, we can and just by um, by adding our opinion, you know. So in this case, you know, uh, put on grandmother's, my grandmother's underwear, you can say, fine, I'll put it on, and I want you to know that this freaks me out and I hate you more for it. <laughs> you know, uh, this is extremely weird, Give me those underpants. Yeah, <laughs> okay. man. Because then you're calling it out. You're calling out the base reality of like, this is a weird thing to request. Yeah. While still f- furthering the action by yeah. saying yes to it. Yeah. So yes, yes, I acknowledge the action at the same, and I, and in in doing that, I connect to the fact that this, and, and with luck, I've established this is this is where I'm coming from emotionally. That's the second thing where uh, the second thing when we got on this discussion of like, what am I watching for when I when I watch players play? Right. Cool. Um, uh, so with luck, it, it it comes from a reasonably consistent emotional place, but um, you get that, yeah, yeah. Uh, you get that statement of opinion coming from you and you continue doing to the action. So if it makes you feel uncomfortable, if the idea makes you feel uncomfortable, doing it's going to make you feel more uncomfortable. And then, you know, there's greater tension in the scene and then you're entertaining people. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is why what I think people go for when they do call it out. Like when they say, no, that's a weird thing. I'm not going to put on a dead grandma's underwear. Yeah. That's a safety going, move. Yeah, they're going for that tension of like, hey guys, oh. look how weird this is. Right. Look at how weird of a request this is. Whereas if you say, I will put them on, but I'm seriously weirded out by this request, then we get to see that tension manifested on the, what I would call the straight man now, yeah. who now is trying to put on panties and maybe a wedding dress and is getting weirded, weirded out more and more by it. Yeah. So it's like building a sandbox and playing it versus building a sandbox and staying next to it. Yeah. And saying that is yeah. a sandbox. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which is also what I did a lot of my childhood. I'm, I'm killing those analogies today, man. I'm yeah, an analogy you are, killer. You are you are <laughs> killing them, dude. You're killing them dead. Uh, yeah. Um, so okay, this leads to another a couple another thing that's been in my head recently, I've heard from two different people as uh-huh. well, is the fact that, that I'd love to hear your take on this, having studied with Del Close. But the Del Close always not stressed, but he'd mentioned like Paranoid response or respond like you're paranoid schizophrenic are the two phrases I've heard recently. Hmm. So as – because that's sort of um, – when I'm in chit-chat mode or I'm doing the small talk and I want to get out of it, I always 
when when I when I in my head I always have a what's the greater meaning of this going through in my mind as a way to sort of make more action happen mm-hmm. or maybe even uh, uh, commit to an emotional choice. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your personal opinion is a great way to um, uh, serve as that purpose, which is interesting. Was that yeah. does that make sense? Or a my personal emotional viewpoint? Yeah, okay. exactly. You know. Like really digging your heels in and just reacting super emotionally to something that maybe is a little bit more bland, perhaps. Like Kukowski said, um, oh, if someone offered me a Coke, rather than being like, thank you, I would really react paranoid to that and be like, a Coke? Yeah. Are you are you saying that I'm too skinny? Are you, right. Are you saying I need to get fat? Like, And then now we have something in the scene that's at least a little bit of meat you can grab your hands on. And 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 what was going with that is like a personal you're saying a personal but what's Stefan like uh, if I'm in a scene what's Stefan's opinion about this and how I can use that to shape my emotional viewpoint yeah and and so to, to really latch on to how I would organically respond to it anyway mm-hmm. sort of to be more um, maybe honest or real in the scene uh, yeah how you'd organically are, are we still talking about the the proposal of grandma's underwear yeah I was thinking more towards the because you mentioned opinion okay you mentioned opi- you take yeah. the opinion to use your your emotional viewpoint uh, mm-hmm. of, of what you, where your character's coming from yeah and that's like so you're, you're pat you're in the scene you're talking about Pat's opinion or about what you how you would respond uh, it's Yes and no. It's or, my, I mean, or, it's my character's opinion. Right. Having said that, like, I I definitely try to keep characters. I don't want to say keep characters within myself. Right. I consider any character I play to be an angle on me. Yeah. You know, particularly. So it's yeah, it's my opinion and the habit that I like to be in is when I step out onto the stage. When I talk about an emotional viewpoint. Um, in general, I'm talking about the people that I'm with, you okay. know. So when I, uh, and, and because I really think that in life, that's that's what flavors our reactions, you know. Uh, I I have seen it happen. Um, I, I I've seen people get the same proposal uh, from two different people and consider one. I mean, in a six month span, and consider one idiotic <laughs> because and, and I I believe it's because they don't like that person. And then six months later, someone that they really admire comes up with this idea uh, through a completely independent source uh, uh, or independent set of, you know, uh, independent inspiration. And it's brilliant, you know. And and so and so to me, it's yeah. uh, When I walk into a scene, the first thing I want to do, and this is the second thing that we're talking about watching a scene. First thing I want to do is check over at my partner and recognize as quickly as I can how I feel towards this person. Just take a, what I do, I take a snapshot of them, you know, uh, and it's not of them as a person, you know, right. it's just them walking onto the stage with the light hitting them in this way and, and everything. So I take this snapshot. How, how do I feel towards that person? I, and I label it, even though I know that label isn't 100%, you know, accurate. That's not 100% how I feel. Um, so I label it. So then I know, then I know how I hear them. You know, uh, then I've got an angle to take them in. I've got an angle to speak with as well. I've got an angle to take them in, which goes into this, um, what Craig was talking about, uh, this, uh, this idea of endowing anything with meaning. Right. You know, you can say, if I'm scared of you, you can say anything to me, and I'm going to take it as a threat. 
you know, um, if you turn me on, I, I mean, that's the easiest one. That's why Elaine May, that's, that's why Elaine Horny. May would say, uh, yeah, when, when in doubt, doubt seduce. seduce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jinx. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Horny's uh, a fun choice. I like so, Horny. Why yeah. Not? Why, exactly. why not? Uh, so you have your, you, you kind of take in what you get from the other uh, performer when they walk on stage. Like we generally kind of read them. You're like, how do I feel about that person? And now whatever they say, I have a filter through which to process that and to react from. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, we've been talking about Craig Kukowski. <laughs> we just mentioned Kukowski and Craig. Right. Who uh, we mentioned earlier. And then uh, something we haven't had a chance yet to is this whole time we've been talking to the wonderful Pat Shea. Mr. Pat oh, Shea. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get, let's get this podcast started, Rick. Um, uh, so... Right now, you are a performer at the People's Improv Theater. Yeah, yeah. As, as frequently as I can be. <laughs> uh, are you on a set team at the moment? I should have done just more. No, research. no. I, I've got a I've got a toddler, and I, oh, before he was born, and that, this two years before he was born, I, I I would tell anyone I played with the faculty. I played with the faculty. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, not quite. Well, kind of from the dawn of that the whole faculty, the Wednesday night thing, mm-hmm. um, up until my son was born. Uh, and, and now I play where I can, when I can. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of two-person stuff with uh, Brett Ween, who is, uh, he's been such a, a uh, just really fun guy to play with since I moved to town. And I do a lot of two-person stuff with my wife as well, Mary Archbold. Nice. And what's, so. your, uh, what's your little toddler's name? His name's Tom. Tom, so nice. be yeah. on the lookout, improv scene, in <laughs> yeah. 15 years, Tom Shea. Tom yeah. yeah. Would you like your son to be an improviser, or would you rather him be like, nah, don't do that? I want him to improvise. Oh, okay. I don't know if I want him to be an improviser. Okay. You know, <laughs> I, I, we always say we want him to be the funniest man in finance. <laughs> that's that's nice. the line that, yeah, the, that we have, but. <laughs> uh, but I certainly want him to. I want him to improvise, you know, and uh, and I want him to know. Uh, I want him to have as habit some of the improvisers' habits that it took me a long time to get into my body. Oh yeah, you know, those super social skills. Like every yeah. you know, kind of like business conference that you teach improv at, it's like just improv one on one stuff that like blows mm-hmm. their mind. Mm-hmm. And it's like just interpersonal stuff, like which kind of goes back to yes and oh totally um it absolutely does so um so uh, i was wondering if i could pick your brain about something that i've had an interested since moving to new york which is playing uh what i would call like a scenic style like maybe more chicago style where you are kind of playing off your your point of view and like um i don't know i don't really know how to break that down exactly because i don't want to sell it out um, versus what happens a lot in New York, which is like game-centered play, mm-hmm. um, and how how you find those two things to exist together. That's really interesting. Um, it isn't like you'll never hear the term "game" in Chicago. I, I actually, I don't know. I mean, I haven't I haven't really spent too much time there since since I moved here nine years ago. So. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I left, it wasn't a term that you heard that much, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Also, I mean, you were mentioning Dell earlier, right. um, and this phrase that he would say. It, it's really interesting because Dell would get into sort of 
here's a concept that I want you to play with, that I'm excited to play with. And that's what his class was. Like, right. he, he didn't want to teach you to improvise. He, he assumed that teachers did that already. He'd get pretty <laughs> pissed if you showed up and you weren't executing, you know, I shouldn't say executing trying to improvise well right. um it was all about trying with him by the way you'll hear these horror stories of him freaking out and yelling at people and writing him checks to you know right, leave right. the Fun. class immediately yeah. stuff like that it was all that was i i never saw that happen to people who were tr who were engaged and doing their best Sweet. you know whether they were you know they could have been very untalented right you know but if they were engaged in doing their best he would he would always you know engage back you know nice. that's groovy yeah oh, okay uh and uh <laughs> going to there so he had you know so like from what i understand the whole game of the scene sort of thing came from one of those like uh a concept that he was playing with you know and and right. he had a class of very talented people who he worked with um, and, and very talented at doing that, you know. Um, and, and about a year later, I was in this class. I don't, and, and I spent a long at the time. It wasn't big enough. Like you could take his class again and again and again. You know, I I, I took his class for a year. Um, and uh, and I don't think I ever heard him say that that phrase. The game That's of the scene. So interesting. Yeah. When, it's like, when? What year ish? What? When was the? That time? would have been ninety five. Ninety five. Because what was that? Yeah, end of ninety four, beginning of ninety five. Through so the majority of nineteen ninety five. Okay. Was, yeah. Because right. Gantt to me, like described to me, that means um, I'd imagine you use that a lot with the family. Would that be wrong? Mm -hmm. I'm saying that. Yeah. Because the family were very game uh, I should, maybe, I didn't, maybe they weren't using the term game at the time no they I were was, i didn't know I that, that those were no. the that was the group of talented right. guys that i was talking <laughs> about you know and some of them really took it to heart like and I, I know you know some of them were roommates and would just sort of stay up <laughs> at night and come up and you uh maybe one day you guys will have miles Stroth on miles oh, hopefully yeah. uh, uh miles taught a scene uh, i mean a class in chicago called scene maps and uh, and it was a map of reactions, you know, that right. that was all sort of. <laughs> I don't take that class. You know, uh, yeah, exactly. Of if then else statements almost. Um, Interesting. Are hitting it with the if then stick regularly? You're saying like if every <laughs> so I call it the if then then what I call it the if then stick. Okay, thing. yeah. But uh, so every response like stopping and really ripping apart the if then then what of mm -hmm. everything. Um, I've, I've also heard to something called mapping, like a mapping game. Oh, okay. Where you take the tropes of one thing, you take the tropes of another thing, and you merge it together. Right. Yeah. That's unrelated. No, yeah. This is a map to get through a right. scene uh, right. based on the input that you're getting. Yeah. I've heard him analyze scenes almost as like, I call it like scene style 1A versus scene style 1B. Sure. Scene style 2A. Like, he, I've heard oh him really God. break everything down. That's yeah. insane. To, every, to like eight core types of scenes or something right. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, just to kind of jump back. I, I oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, there's the game of the scene, and that, that can be viewed as an engine of a scene. Mm -hmm. Whereas there's many other types of engines. I would say one would be uh, dramatic action, which is when the, the players affect each other and there's a change that happens. Mm -hmm. um, would you agree with that? Would you add to that list? Um, it's funny. I, I just don't know if I've ever thought of it in terms of engines at all, almost. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, it, well, and that's the thing. I think, I I, I think when you prioritize a uh, 
prioritize a, a, a pattern. Uh, a pattern? Sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, my main thing, uh, my main thing is that I think it's important to always be improvising. You know, right. and I think when you prioritize any one thing too much, you miss opportunities for discovery. Right. You know, and, and and that's a, you miss opportunities to get lost. And if you get lost, you can't make discoveries. You know, um, going back to the I don't want to say New York versus Chicago thing, but the game focus pattern oriented right. versus uh, what I hope I still teach is something a little more lo- loosey goosey. Yeah, um, a little bit more organic. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and person oriented. Right. Um, uh, I, I think a lot of that has to do, and and we can say New York, Chicago. Uh, I heard a great sketch comedian uh, Alex Salbin uh, mention once that uh, Chicago is process and New York is product, um, and I think that's a that's a very apt sort of description of what the what the th- the situation is here. Um, there's definitely an interest in wanting to do well for the industry person who's in the house tonight, and uh, oh, and yeah. that's gonna want to make you concise, you know, and that's gonna want to make you tidy or make you want to be tidy, you know. So the and that's something game offers. Game offers concise and tidy and 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 a clear comedic arc, you know. Mm, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, you want to ace that. I was reading. There's a, I was reading improviser's blog who I really admire him a lot, and and he sort of at a certain point discounted a couple of principles that I think are very important mm. uh, because he said, well, in the end, we're writing comedy after all, and and that to me is like, well, wait, no, <laughs> we're not writing comedy. I, you know, I I love that improvisation is funny, and I love that when we get in front of an audience we we have a party together right um <laughs> you know i i love that i i love that uh that we do that i yeah and i think improv can be naturally funny on its own but i do enjoy a lot and brian Stefan's uh wrapping up the improvised play at the ucb mm-hmm. uh 11 p.m on tuesdays uh, <laughs> well we are we actually just finished and we're, we might be playing at the pit pretty soon right oh, awesome yeah. and what i really enjoyed about that is that they did things in their scene that were, didn't serve any laughs, but they built tension. Yeah. Like, it would be awkward for a minute, or it would be scary, or it would yeah. be, like, like uh, weird. And then they had in their back pockets the ability to bring humor, and when they did, like, bring that humor, it broke that tension. Yeah. And they built up the tension and broke it, and built it up and broke it. And it felt good like that. Mm-hmm. It felt like watching a play. Well, I was just thinking this, um, earlier today, I don't know why, but the, the old that old Bible book, Truth and Comedy, you know, mm-hmm. it's from the phrase, uh, there's truth and comedy, but there's comedy and truth. Isn't that the full phrase, oh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken? I, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, that's a sure. three-part phrase. Oh, truth okay. and comedy, there's comedy and truth, raise the roof. Raise <laughs> <laughs> the roof. I, 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 remember, I thought it was from a quote, maybe you think Dell said it, maybe, who knows, that like there's truth and comedy, yeah. but there's comedy and truth. And I always thought, since I heard that, that the book probably should have been called Comedy and Truth, not Truth and Comedy. Mm-hmm. To me, imagine, to me, I don't know, I have a, a ma- automatic response to sort of looking for the funny with that phrase, as mm-hmm. opposed to Comedy and Truth, which is don't look for the funny, comedy will pop. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I, I think at the time that it came out, it's that book is a big part of it, it's Everything. 
Well, it's a big part of how I became an improviser, actually. Oh, nice. Not even not why necessarily, but how. Um, <laughs> because the publisher of that book lived in my hometown. Uh, no, no, we don't want to. <laughs> he lived in my hometown, and to promote it, he had a uh, he had a workshop that Sharna taught, and it was at his sort of summer house, which was 50 miles away from my home. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so I saw the ad in the paper, and I wrote to it, um, and that's a month later I moved to Chicago. Um, nice. How long were you in Chicago for? Ten years. Oh, wow, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, uh, truth and comedy. So at the time that it came out, I think that it was comedy, com- the idea of comedy was stand-up. You know, uh, am I saying, yeah, it really felt like that, or at least that's how, and, and so this idea that, that, and, and not just stand up, that, um, it was even pre Seinfeld, you know, it was, it was that sort of cocky stand up guy. Like if I, Comedy Central at the time, right, was half hour shows of cocky stand-up guys you <laughs> right. know and oh yeah man the 80s were the were the Pendulette stand-up boom. yelling at you yeah. <laughs> uh in, in in the promos yeah um yeah exactly that was, was the, the stand-up boom yeah. yeah and so this idea of of going into comedy and looking for yourself i i think that's what it was trying to address and that was very odd and novel you're right if it were to come out now i think that would be a much more apt name uh, comedy and truth, and that's I absolutely agree with that. Uh, and it's something that I feel I can trust happens when I'm improvising. Right. You can do something that's in an improvised scene that's really funny, or, or I mean, that comes across as really funny. And you can go down, and you can write that same script and put it up, and and it could be tragic. You know, uh, the thing is, it's a uh, you discovered this tragedy, and that's what maybe that's why when it passes through the improv scrim to the audience, they start laughing, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to we planned this tragedy, <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, if you're not going for comedy, a hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. is that would that be a fair statement that you're not going a hundred percent of the time for for laughs? Like I, you're not going for laughs a hundred percent of the time. I think it. You're still looking for you're looking for tension and tension is going to make people laugh right you know okay uh or at least that's what i like you know what i like to teach my students draw people off the backs of their seats right you know? so what are those things that can do that showing you care you know get on the get on the stage and show that you care about the people and and that caring is it can be a positive or a negative thing it's just these people affect me you know right. and, I, and you're you're talking about caring about the performers or caring about the characters that are on stage the opposite of detachment that, that's how i responded when you said showing you care sort mm-hmm. of uh, not the um, there's a term ironic detachment that's passed mm-hmm. around or sort of used to, or so, so that, i've gotten that recently where they say Stefan, you're hanging out way too close to that fourth wall <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. You know? uh, get in yeah. it. Get in it. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's how I, I'd imagine that's that's another sort of way of maybe saying let things affect you. Right. Or I've also heard expect to be in the situation you're in. Expect to be mm-hmm. there. That's a that's a great line. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yes, letting things affect you. It's funny because you can you can also comment on things. It's, you just made me think of Hamlet, actually. So right. that's right. Uh, <laughs> it, it, that's what Hamlet does. You know, it, there's that whole run of Shakespeare characters. You got uh, uh, Polonius, 
Um, well, no, I'm I just, thinking I just of, uh, one just fact to do about the, Hamlet real quick. But. You just named the first character yeah. that came to your mind. <laughs> That's true. You have no idea what list he's going for. Three, just, there's, Polonius on the list? There's the social critics. No. Oh, <laughs> damn it. That's just another character from the play. Cassius, Cassius, Hamlet. Um, Brad Pitt and Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cassius, Hamlet. There's there's one other like right around there. Um, I, I think time-wise, when I think he wrote... Uh, anyway. Um Tybalt. Richard the Third. Again, another Richard the Third was earlier, but anyway, uh, you've got Cassius the Hamlet, um, and they they sit out and they make comments on what's going on. Not like the clown characters, though. The clown mm. characters are kind of disassociated, and they're just there to get you know that that's set up punchline, set up punchline. You know, maybe some of the later ones are a little more interesting. Um, after Will Kemp died, so this is like uh, the fool from King Lear. Yeah, that's a. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Watch the pawn flex his Shakespeare muscles he's, for the rest of the yeah, That's a much more interesting, you know, uh, uh, that was Shakespeare's second uh, sort of major clown, Robert. I, I think it's Armin uh, or Armin. I, you know, I, that's that, that Elizabethan English. pronunciation. Yeah, that I've never exactly. heard anyone actually pronounce his name. It's but, cool. Yeah, Will Kemp was the guy who just came out with his dog and did bits, you know. Uh, so you get him in their early comedies just coming out and, and just talking to the audience and not really caring. Hamlet's great, going back to this, this detachment, because mm. uh, he comments on what's going on. You know, he come, And at the same time, he does it from a place where he is deeply, deeply moved and affected by what's, you know, by... That's so yeah, that's... hard. How <laughs> do you walk that line? So if I'm an improviser yeah. and I'm a scene and I'm like, oh, man... This laundry lady is scamming everybody in this laundromat. Mm-hmm. And that's like the thing. Stop it. Stop it. No, I love that premise. I'm smiling. I love that premise. Did you Fonts have a laundry a incident, Brad? No, I've always only had trustworthy laundry matters. All right. Uh, laundry matters. Not me. Uh, and so let's say I noticed that, that that's what's going on. And mm-hmm. I'm, the audience may not be aware of it. The other improvisers might not even be aware of it. But I'm laser right now. And I'm, yeah. I'm noticing that that's what's going on. How can I point out to the audience, or maybe not point out to the audience, that this is what's happening while still being in it and not just being like, hey, guys, this is a scammy, you know, laundromat, and then totally sell out the scene, right? So how can you do that? How can you label and still be in it? Uh, You do just that. So... So what did that? What does that do? She's she's stealing everyone's lawn. Is that what she's doing? She's, she's, she's... stealing everybody's uh, unmentionables. Okay, she's... yeah, yeah, exactly. Flesh the premise so... out more. Yeah, <laughs> so she's stealing <laughs> she's stealing articles of clothing from people and behind their backs they don't even notice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you can. I, I, do you want to comment out to the audience, or do you want to comment to her? I I wanna I want to get that out in the air to get everybody on the same page. I yeah. Guess. Yeah, I mean, so what does that do to you? Does that does that piss it, you it, off? It pisses me off. It also makes me really curious as well. I'm like curious and pissed, more pissed than curious, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So so I have no idea why anyone would need all those sizes of underwear. <laughs> I'm very I want to know why you want all that underwear. You don't have to tell me. I'm just telling you I want to know. Okay. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I hope in doing that, I'm commenting on what she's doing. I'm, I'm, I'm making that accusation. I'm also not 
on my heels. Right. And the important know? thing is like what you said from before is that yeah, you, you used haven't your opinion. Yeah, used your opinion. Mm-hmm. You fueled so that was you the yes it. anding what was going on. Mm-hmm. The anding was the part where we're you accepted, you responded, you, you started with your personal opinion and use it to fuel your response through the characters and emotional mm-hmm. point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Right. So <laughs> Savannah and I actually had a subway discussion about this earlier. Do you consider opinion to be included from a point of view? Or I'm sorry, let me break, go back. So I was yeah. going to sneak in real quick. Yeah, By please. subway, we meant on a train, not, not subway at the san- sandwich place. Oh, no. sure. We have completely different discussions at the sandwich place. Mostly yeah. about the sandwiches. The sandwiches, right? Exactly. By the way, it's a great time to say we are sponsored by Subway. Eat fresh. <laughs> so really? yeah, we were. No, yeah. we're not. Oh, okay. Brad's just trying to garner sponsors. That's Maybe. great. But I do love Subway. Um, I go there like once a week. Uh, so we were talking and is point of view who you are as a character, just who you are as a person and what your opinion is of the surrounding or what I thought it was was your point of view is just your opinion of the surrounding. Essentially what we're arguing is can your point of view change in the scene? Yes. Can it change? Yes. Yes. It has to be earned though. It... it um. How do you earn it? You earn it by acknowledging what made you change and taking the audience with you into that new place. So if I open a back room and I see a bunch of little, like, little kids sewing the underwear into, like, I don't know, support our troop Mm -hmm. supplies and, like, bags and stuff for the troops, Mm -hmm. I might change my opinion of what she's doing because of that and that's like earned because of the circumstances well it, it, it's earned because of what you did a where were you coming from in the first place did you you, you said she uh, oh the laundromat lady oh laundromat lady yeah okay the laundromat premise. okay oh so she's stealing underwear in order to in make order something for the troops to make just try to think of something generally children positive. Yeah. break their fingers and sewing yeah um <laughs> okay so yeah yeah you're Ooh. upset okay you're upset. The thing is, you have to acknowledge what's making you change, and that I think is something that we don't do. Uh, or I mean, I, I I find it rare that improvisers do that. They slip out of something because they don't find it appropriate anymore. That which is retreating out of your attitude. You don't retreat. You attack into it. Or I don't want to see players retreat. I want to see them attack into the into this next field. You know, um, so. Oh, you know, you have to have a moment where you acknowledge, wait a second, you were stealing underwear to save soldiers. Right. I misjudged you. Right. And I admire you. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> so, so, uh, that's a, so when I say it's an earned change, it, something has to happen that makes you feel like you can no longer feel the way you felt. Right. You know, and, and if that happens early in a scene, then we're not going to believe you. We're not going to believe we're going you're just going to lose us entirely, you know. Totally. Um, that's the thing. Uh You got to establish your first point of view in order to move on to a second point. Right, of view. exactly. And so, I see that happen a lot. A character will come on as something and they're clear, you know, and then suddenly it just disappears and then I'll ask them about it afterwards and they'll say, "Well, it didn't work." <laughs> um, you know, 
I guarantee you, I guarantee you it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. So long as you're listening with this attitude as much as you're speaking with it, mm. it's mm. going to work, you know. So, uh, uh, so the opinion of that character changed. Mm-hmm. So the opinion and the point of view are one and the same, or it's funny. Um, I think we're into a into a like Merriam-Webster's sort of. Uh, that's situation. the argument we had on the subway. We realized it was a semantics argument. Yeah, because when I hear the word opinion, yeah. I, I think logically formed opinion. Right. Um, and so, if we're talking about an emotional opinion, then yeah, like my point of view, my point of mm-hmm. view towards you. Yeah, it's it's the emotional way I see you. It's the again the lens through which I through which yeah. I see you. You know, and and if that's my opinion of you, um, you know, then or I mean, if that's a part of my opinion of you, which it probably should be. I, I mean, yeah. as a player, because it is in life. Again, like it is in life. We have expectations of people um, that aren't necessarily logical. Based, right. You know, if we put it into the situation, like. Um, I've got a bunch of anecdotes that I tell my students of foolish behavior that I've that I've had in the past because because I was I was in a spot and I was seeing someone as behaving a certain way when they weren't you know mm-hmm. um, when in the harsh light of logic they weren't you know um, so it, if I acknowledge that my opinion is is partially emotional then yes then my opinion changes with my point of view i like that a lot i like you divided the point of view between an emotional point of view or scratch an emotional opinion a logical opinion Mm -hmm. so i think going back to that dumb argument i mentioned although things change although like i could have a my opinion can change i argue that like my character didn't change he's the same character he was the beginning of the scenes will be the Mm -hmm. end of the scene like if if stefan if i played myself stefan in a scene and i witnessed two totally different things i would respond to it how i would respond to it so to me, I, I, I like when you said the logical opinion. A character is always going to have the same response to, uh, in the circumstances. I'm, I'm getting a little lost when I'm speaking here. Uh, semantics isn't great with me, but no, but I can well, that's, with you. you. I mean, yeah, like like I will stif- like that that person will always change. Like that character would have always changed their opinion if he knew that the that the the woman stealing underwear was for the troops or whatever that premise was. Yeah, right. Yeah, from that character from the beginning of the scene would have responded that way at the end of that scene because that's just the way the character logically would respond to that. An emotional opinion changed obviously because mm-hmm. they had a raw emotional gut of what the get your hands you're stealing our underwear what WTF mm-hmm. versus the oh oh, oh so endearing so right. that's where the emotional opinion changed however the logical opinion didn't change right mm-hmm. logical and, opinion sticks tight with your character yeah and I've noticed when you play that you do have you, uh, you kind of first thing you do is stake your claim once you like kind of at least the premise is out you stake your claim of who i am as like a person this is me i'm going to play this person for the rest of the scene yeah you're you know things can change circumstances can change but mm-hmm. you're still stefan you know you're not a, a fighter pilot all of a sudden not you know, yet cross your fingers school. <laughs> in flight school everyone that was a joke. I'm not in flight school. The thing is, when you're improvising, you you can just go straight to being a pilot. Yeah, you don't That's have to go through about. the no. blue the red tape. You can just yeah. go straight to being Top Gun. You're right I there. became an improviser to pretend to be other people, but not be as good as those people. <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> That's be essentially better. It. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You can be better. 
<laughs> on that note, is it time for a little improv set? Yeah, let's roll up. All right. Did you know you're going to be improvising with us? Oh, I did not. <laughs> so I, I did not. Okay. We don't have to if you don't want. To. That, that's fine. You cool with it? I, I'm absolutely. So you so you do a lot of two prov. How do you mm-hmm. usually improvise? Organic sets. Sure. Premise. Oh, oh no! Get a suggestion and go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. You know. That seems to be like out of the two Chicago, you're our second Chicago person. Yeah, had. that's the the answer that came up twice. You're saying, are, I hope you're not I, offended by. I it. hope you're counting. <laughs> are you you're counting Craig as as Chicago? The other that's a huge honor to me. Um, oh wow! Yeah, Craig is. He's the man. He really is, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So are you, Pat? I just want to give him oh, money. thank you, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, let's get a suggestion. Uh, can I say the suggestion, or do you want to use your app? No, no, you use the suggestion. Okay, I kind of want to see what your app says. Dude, I'll take out my Suggestifier oh. app. You really have <laughs> a suggestion my, app? I thought I might have uninstalled it recently. Let's take a look here. <laughs> Wait, you uninstalled it? <laughs> yeah, I just downloaded Oh, no, it's right here. I got iOS 7 on my iPhone, and I think I just saved some space. Oh, gotcha. but, mm-hmm. oh our suggestion is Locket. 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 I, I want you to have this. can't take this from you dad I, this is your war this is your war watch yeah and i want you to have it i have it i had it engraved oh, God, i never this is to my son mm-hmm. edward yeah i know george I, edward's dead dad. i know and I was going to give it to Edward, and he oh, died. Okay. And yeah. I want you to have this watch so that you can remember Edward yeah. after I die. Yeah. I. I okay. It's, you're certain you're on your deathbed, my dad? I hope so. I was hoping Could, you'd be around for another... I don't... The reason I didn't want to take this war watch from you is because Dad, I think you're being a little dramatic. I think you're fine. Or let me just say, I think Edward you... would have believed that I was done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I just that's why I want you to have his name on your wrist at all times, all so right. that you can know what a son is. Uh, Dad, have I not been a good son to you? When Edward died, I took over his used car sales business, and I turned into a new car sales business. Exactly. Exactly. We're a, we're a registered Ford dealer now. You took over his business. Crazy Eddie's. And made it. Yes, Crazy Eddie's. That's crazy. Crazy Eddie's, the wonderful son. And, and you made it. Normal Georgia's Ford dealership. Yeah. We, we cut to the car dealership. He is... Um... Is Eddie around? I'm looking to get a new niece, a new car. A oh, niece. Uh, Eddie's dead. Oh my God! Can I help you find? Uh, you say Nissan? Yeah, this I'm is looking a Ford dealership. I'm looking for a Nissan with like a ton of mileage, maybe with like a door missing. Ed, Eddie knows what I like. Eddie, Eddie knows what I'm looking. Oh for. yeah, Eddie knows what you're looking for. Eddie is dead. All right, he choked on a sandwich three weeks ago, and he's dead. This is welcome to. There's a new business in town. Pal. I rue the day when those pizza sandwiches got invented. They're too good. Wait a minute. How do you know we choked on a pizza sandwich? What? Oh, uh, I never said that. You didn't? I'm pretty sure. You, you... Do you know 
Do you know more about my brother's death than you're leading on? Yes. Excuse me? I was there. I was what? in the room. Yes, I was. Who the fuck are you? Um, it's me, Raul. Raul Montego. Um, was, I guess, Eddie's best friend. Well, I, I, don't, I didn't know that. You didn't have to pre- preface it by saying, it's me. I wouldn't have known who you are. Let me light a cigarette and jump into a flashback. Raul? What? what? I was just about to jump into a flashback. <laughs> Let me shake your hand. Thank you for killing my fucking brother. How can you say that? Because I hated him. Now, you were his best friend and you killed him? No, I wasn't. I was just there when he died. Flashback. Flashback. Oh. Eddie, that was a great game of Baccarat. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much for teaching me that. Oh, God. When I think of how blessed my life is with my best friend Raul and my dad. <laughs> You're the man, Eddie. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the man. By the way, you're the best. Thank you for this blanket, this poncho that you made. It's so warm. I'm, I love you. I made it out of seatbelts from my car dealership. Ah, uh, you're the best. That that 1994 Chevy Cavalier with no trunk is exactly. great. Exactly. If it doesn't have a trunk, why why sell seatbelts with it? That's I what, can't get money for that's those. That's why I keep telling my wife. So, anyways, I, I made some some pizza sandwiches. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go behind this uh, door, but it locks behind me. So, just let me back in when I get back, okay? Oh, Raul, that would be an oddity. Oh, these are delicious. <laughs> I was crazy Eddie before. Wait, that wait. was before I had these fantastic sandwiches. Let me cut in your flashback for a quick second, okay? Hey, hey. Crazy Eddie being crazy like always. Why did you have a door that locked on the ins? What was that door thing again? I live in the basement of a pet shop. It's like, it goes out to an alleyway, so it locks behind me. Oh. All right. Well. Can I, can I continue my flashback? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, let's uh, let's go back in that flashback. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I've never had a great sandwich like this before! Oh, no. oh hey, excuse me. <laughs> hey, buddy, I just need to grab the pet feed behind you. Oh, give me a quick second. Oh, it's a good thing the door's open. Can you find my friend Raul? I seem to have trouble breathing! Oh, you need Raul? Raul! Oh, oh, stay right there, buddy. I'll get Raul. Can I help you or should I get Raul? No, I can't help you. I'm going to get Raul. Pizza, pizza. Oh, my best friend Raul is releasing me from the pain of my life. Oh, what a wonderful man. Paging Raul. Paging Raul. Your best friend is dying in the basement. Paging Raul. Ah, oh, this door's locked. Eddie, let me in. Uh, 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 I see. I, I, I see that you you decided to make my last act on Earth to reach out for your friendship. Uh, no, Eddie, it's no. It's very meaningful for me. No. Oh. Eddie, no. See it. Raul. Oh, my God, Eddie. Oh, my God. He, he was cleaning up the basement while he was dying. Eddie was the best. No one can know that I was here. Cut back to present. So then why the hell did you just tell me? Why did why did you just sneak me into that flashback? If you didn't want me to know. Oh, I forgot about. I forgot about that last part. But what I'm, I'm, I'm why I'm telling you is that Eddie was one of my best friends, and there was someone else in the room that could have helped him, but didn't. That PetSmart guy. Yeah, the PetSmart guy. Well, 
let me just say that that's probably the best story I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. Nothing makes me happier than my crazy brother dying. Why do you have such animosity towards him? What what did you what happened? Flashback. Let me do my flashback. Hey, actually, uh, really quick. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, Speak it real quick. For yeah. The, okay. Can I? Do you mind if I just go into the back and grab the keys so I can do some test driving while you're flashing back? Sure. Did you wanna? Again, I don't have an old 1994 Nissan. This is a normal George's Ford dealership. I got this great Ford Focus. Do you wanna hang out in the? All right. Go ahead, flashback. I wanna call my wife. No, no, I want you to hear the flash. Oh, okay, let's. I'm gonna hear you. I'll hear you. But if you don't give two shits about my flashback, I don't need to open up to you. I'm sorry. Are you? I just had my best friend die like a week ago, so. Like, yeah. go, hit your flashback. Josh. <laughs> yeah, it's Eddie. It's me. I'm here in the past. Uh, oh, whoa. <laughs> your past is my present. Oh, my God. <laughs> whoa, dude. I hate you so much. Oh, oh wow. Because I... fuck. Go ahead. <laughs> no, let it out. No. Hey, guys. Let I was going to say it, but. crazy. Uh, yeah. Guys, are you guys going to rent, rent ice skates? Or are you just going to play in the arcade Give us another day? minute, all right? All right. We are going to run ice skates. All right. Just give us one more minute. I was going to play broom ball. Oh, well, I was going to ice skate. Okay. Is that okay? I can do that, too. I'm How come crazy I can't ice skate, all. Eddie? How come I can't ice skate, crazy Eddie? I just have to fucking do what you want to do. I want to ice skate. God damn it. Okay. Oh, I want to ice skate with Dad the way you used to ice skate with Dad. <laughs> I never ice skate with Dad. Oh. I never ice skate with Dad. Okay, I'll be dad. What? I'll be dad. dad. Watch. Watch. Dad. Why do you ever ice skate with me? I'm going to be dad. dad. George, I hate you. Dad. George, Eddie's the better son. No. Oh. no. Is that a good dad? I do a good dad, don't oh, I? Strangling you. Ah, 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 George. You're George. Dying past. Oh, you're you're so strangling. Passionate. You're strangling. You're so passionate. There's nothing oh. normal about <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was strangling you. I was in my flashback. I was strangling you. God. Sorry, I, there's no way I could have killed my brother in my flashback. He died a chucking out. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, you just kept yelling. Eddie, I've Eddie. Never, I've never said that out loud before about my father. That you've never ice skated? Why didn't you just invite your dad to go ice skating with you? You know? Why didn't you just go with it him? just flat out never occurred to me. George, I'm still in your past. Eddie, get out of my mind. I'm always going to be in your past. Eddie, you're you're going to trap me. You're going to trap me in my own past. You are trapped in your past. God, I'm foot (laughs) short. I'm just always here. Oh, that's all I was saying is I've always got to be here. If you ever miss me, you ever want me, I'm right here. I'm in your past. Eddie, I'm never going to want you or miss you. I'm never going to hop in my damn past. A, it was back when I was single, not with my beautiful wife, Carla. And B, I had a smaller dick. It's a long story about a smaller dick. I really appreciate that you find Carla beautiful. I take you so much, Nice. That was fun. <laughs> oh my god, that was bad shit. That was so much fun. Oh, that was. Uh, thank you for playing with us. That was, nice. It's an honor for us. Oh, yeah, that was fucking thanks awesome. Thanks for having me. That was freaking me. awesome. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's funny. I wonder what that will sound like. <laughs> Someone's going to be listening to that in their headphones, and you know. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. That's that's also one of those things where like uh, I'm yeah. doing this podcast, uh, uh, improvising mm-hmm. audio only. Oh yeah, requires one or two like different techniques, mm-hmm. kind of you know, because I've heard sets we've oh, done yeah. in the past where where 
in the sound booth we're looking at who we're playing with but there's no way to hear that like i can't hear yeah. who we're looking at it's just one of those things that you kind of have to have maybe it's just a challenge or yeah, yeah. something we've got to balance with things like that that was uh, uh my uh my team georgia pacific back at io we that's uh what we did we we did classic the, team legendary team uh we like to think so. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, I mean, you look at the roster, and it was, and, and I was very, very lucky to get to play with those guys. You know, um, not just the ones who who are you know, the household names are household names for improvisers now. But then, the one who started the uh, one of our guys uh, was the uh, chair of the uh, artificial intelligence lab at Northwestern University. No way. Yeah, and he um, he has a company now where. He, you enter in data and it writes stories. Uh, it, it's software. It's software, <laughs> and and so like, uh, it writes like AP reports of softball base, uh, 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 softball games uh, from you know across the country. Like parents keep stats and they feed it in, and uh, and it writes like an AP style news report. <laughs> but then he also sells it to companies who process data. You know, like, you know store by store data for and it writes a story of the year so you know yeah, they, for like a newsletter or something or what's that i don't like for a newsletter I imagine not for a, no like oh. for a report you know oh, okay. as opposed to the presentation that's like what happened this year i mean in conjunction with that i guess right. uh you get a book you know that wow, this is so the cool. story of the company this year <laughs> Anyway, but we did the bat. I mean, that was that was uh, I, night, yeah. I I I had the horrifying night where no one had performed that in front of an audience before, and we we were so afraid we'd get run out of town. I know we don't. We, you said we don't talk history here. We were so afraid we were gonna get run out of town if we did it. We signed up for an improv festival in Kansas City, nice. and so we're like, we'll do it down there. Oh, our dirty <laughs> little secret. Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, and that's the thing. Like we had practiced it a little bit, and the sound waves. But uh, when you got it in front of an audience, and you know, two scenes in, you're sort of like, "Boy, are they, are we losing them?" And then, <laughs> and then it changed, and then it turned, and the show started to pick up. Um, the physical. What I've always loved about improvising blind, you know, improvising in the dark, is is uh, a the physical possibilities. The the pictures you paint are so much clearer than you ever get to right. than you ever get when you're. Uh, when you're actually watching the show, um, it's like a almost like a an animation versus live action. Totally, you had to draw yeah. whatever exactly, you want. exactly. That first night in Kansas City, I, I flew. Um, uh, <laughs> Boy, and, were your arms tired? Exactly. Well, that was the thing. You know, someone was telling me, I, I was like, I can fly, and uh, and I just what happened? I, I got silent, and then two people next to me were like, Hey, hey, that guy's flying. <laughs> nice, you know, and and the the picture was, you know, the audience obviously had the picture, you know, because they they gave that response, you know, and then later I played a quadriplegic who uh, who raced on the uh, indie circuit without a car because I rolled so fast, um, which is like That's a concept. Nice. You can take these like crazy choices and be like, yeah, audience, chew on that for a while. Well, it's, uh, you know, the, our, our, the team was able to put it together in such a way that there was a picture, you know, of this guy just, you know, bolting around the track. And, and yeah, and, and, and it's always been fun. So the images and then the edits, like you can edit so much faster. 
I, I oh, love yeah. the bat. Like it's uh, my friends tell you, it's one of my favorite forms. Unfortunately, it's hard to see. People don't really do it much. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that was a stupid joke. You can't see it because it's yeah, blind improv. But teams don't do it much. Mm-hmm. I saw a great bat at DCM. I want to say two years ago. Mm-hmm. Joe Bill was instrumental in the development of the bat. Yeah, he was right? our coach. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw he was in it. Uh, you might have been in it. I don't know. No, but uh, okay. But uh, uh, Jody Lennon was in it, and sure. Jody Lennon did this great move. It was fun and silly and something you could definitely only do in the bat where she is having a party. It's the group game. And she comes in and be like, hey, guys. Oh, also, my brother's here. Hey, guys. Pretty much just did the same thing. So much lower voice. I thought that was just such a fun, silly choice. And And that's that's such a bat choice. The freedom. Yeah. You know, you can do anything in that format. It's... uh... Yeah, I love it. Uh, and the transitions are soundscapes, right? Like, a, I remember, or that's well, how I heard it when I, I saw the battle only like once or twice. Our opening was a soundscape sort of thing. Our games could have a soundscape element to it. Um, our edits, usually from scene to scene, were just, hey, there's a new voice, you know. And so that was, it was a good practice, too, because you had to be really clear about, hey, I'm not in the space. I'm in a different space. Right. You know. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so also, I know you were in the scene, um, so it might be a little hard to take a, a step back. Is there a way you can help us out and maybe give maybe some notes or analyze that scene? Oh, this bit? scene yeah. that we just did. Yeah, okay. yeah. The, okay. Like, as, as say you were you're coaching, mm-hmm. you're giving us some notes related to the scene or or, or how you. It is tough to scene. step back. Uh, <laughs> it is tough to step back, and it's there, totally informal. And there, know? in my mind, is nothing more annoying than the coach who, uh, than, than the player coach who then gives notes. <laughs> oh my god, that's uh, the worst. Which I, <laughs> but we bow down. You know, to I was trying to do this, and I don't know if you caught that. Um, <laughs> what were you trying to do, okay. Pat? Sorry, what we didn't. What is... No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. We had the watch. the The first scene with the watch, we need we needed more action in it, right? Um, right. Yeah, you know, let's get it on, and then we need to do something. Uh, stuff has to happen, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It it again, it has to like the underwear. You know, it mm. it's got to have an effect and drive us into something new, or we've got to reach out and do some object work. Maybe, yeah, you reach out and do some a piece of object work, and the watch affects it. Like the watch changes the way you would do it. You right. know, uh, potentially. Um, so we have that drive. Also, I needed to be clear at the top of exactly who I I didn't lock it in right at the top of the scene. Do I do I like you? Do I not like you? I'm giving you this watch. And so then it's like, yeah, it's about three, four lines in before I lock in. Um, oh, and you said to Edward, I oh. I did a sort a of dicky little thing. No, I, love, I love you know, dicky yeah. moves. I love being a dick. You know, I, I would call that a game move. In a way, in a way it was. Like yeah. as, as such. Yeah. What it helped me to do, though, in that case was decide there how I felt about you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was my, you know, uh, who was the older Joe? Yeah, Edward was my Joe Kennedy, and you were my John, and yeah. uh, you know, and you were always going to be a disappointment. Was it Joe? Yeah, because Joe was the dad. The, was the big brother Joe as well? I, I forget. Uh, well, John Kennedy was not a disappointment. John F. Kennedy. Well, well, yeah, but John F. Kennedy had a big brother who was the one who was who died in World War II and was the one who was oh okay like supposed to be being positioned to be president. Right. You know, um, and so. Kennedy. Gustavo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think it was Joe. I, I think it was Joe Jr. Like, uh, Joe. Anyway. Uh, so, so I decided I was gonna. I was. I was gonna dislike you. You know. Um, mm. I like that move. I, yeah. I, I like it a lot. Is, actually. 
Um, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, <laughs> having said that, having said that, like we could have found something then had I locked in, you know, how I felt towards you. You know, I was I, I was lost. So I did like a little move. And then I was like, okay, this gives me something. Okay, so so now we can play. So so then we get into action. Now, uh, dealership situation. Can I sneak in there two quick yeah. seconds? I would have loved to explore the relationship between the father and son a little more too. Yeah, I thought I thought I was trying to find a way to maybe cut it back to the father at some point. I was I too. There was definitely something more in that scene. Like that was because I love the stakes of it. Mm-hmm. Your deathbed, you're handing me an item. Too much. Right. Stuff. There's plenty of tension there. Plenty. Right. Um, and yeah, I thought I thought there was definitely more we could have done in that environment. Oh, absolutely. And, and definitely explore that dynamic between between the exactly. No, we could have we could have brought it back. Like I I I I always like quick edits. You know. Yeah. A, a play slow, edit fast. You know. Um, so it was up to us to bring it back. Right. You know, rather than. You know, I wish we could have played it for longer. You can always play it for longer. Bring it back, you know. <laughs> um, and then the dealership, again, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, you come in for the Nissans. Um, and, I, yeah, okay, this is, this is normal George's. And, and there's an immediate stake there, right, because you despise him. Um, and then I want you to have a stake towards him. Right. You're sort of explaining where you're coming from. And, and yeah, obviously, wait, what was it? Edward. Obviously, right. Edward told you something about George, right? Yeah. So, so what is that, you know? Right. Maybe, you know, maybe you're laughing at him. Maybe uh, just, just, just so that you have that emotional presence to the way you're addressing him, you know? Um, and then we come into... Yeah, we, uh, we come into the flashback. <laughs> Raul. You labeled yourself as Raul yeah, Montague. Raul. <laughs> uh, Montague from Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, yeah, by the way. Else. Let's seek that in there. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. so much about Shakespeare, you guys. Exactly. Who's the other? Iago. That's it. <laughs> oh. Our social critic. Cassius, Polonius. Cassius Hamlet. The Polonius. Not Polonius. <laughs> God, I'm being a dick. Sorry. Dell apparently you won. Well, Dell did win a Jeff Award for for playing uh, Polonius uh, to Aidan Quinn's Hamlet. Um, is that the Goodman? Yeah. Or oh, the, uh, no, it was at a theater that I don't think exists anymore called Wisdom Bridge in Chicago. Ooh. But um, I like that name. But he he told me what uh, Robert Falls called him to ask him to play it, and he was like, "No, I I will not do it." Um, and Robert Falls is like, "Why?" And he's like. <laughs> it's a terrible part. Everyone does it wrong, uh, and 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 that's why Robert Falls was like, "That's why I want you to do it." Um, Sweet. Yeah, I did get to see him act once, and he was, man, he, he was, boy, he was good. Oh wow! Um, yeah, um, in All's Well That Ends Well at at the Goodman. Nice. Um, and, whew, yeah. Okay. Um, so take a more of a stake, like have a preformed opinion about this person. When I'm hitting that first line of the scene. Yeah, and it isn't that you form your opinion before the scene. It's that you recognize that that there's something more than, uh, okay, yeah, there's this jumble about the cars, and you know that's going to push buttons with him. Sure. Uh, okay, so flush it out. So you know the, the facts are going to push buttons. Make your presence push buttons, right? Right. So, so how do you feel towards him? 
I feel like he's a cheap substitute for Edward. Yeah. Okay. So condescending. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, then you can come in with that, with that. Oh, you're the brother. Nice. Oh, it, <laughs> oh. Uh, so you do new cars? Yeah. Okay. I can see you growing out that mustache. It will never yeah. Be like exactly. Mustache. Exactly. Well, keep trying. Yeah. You know. It'll come in. Uh, so yeah, if you, you get that again, that's gonna. Uh, yeah. th- that's gonna push him. Uh, then we get into a situation where I'm trying to reenact. I know I'm trying to reenact the details of what went on. I, I'm even trying. Was it a pizza sub? Was that a pizza it? sandwich? Pizza sandwich. Pizza sandwich. sandwich yeah, I'm trying that. to. Yeah, the pizza sandwich. Locked in. Xbox Pico. One is sponsored by pizza sandwiches in Germany. That's <laughs> really. Yeah. Oh. That's where that detail came from. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, and that, yeah, and that was fun. Uh, that was that was like I, I wanted us to have some find a some sort of climax, you know, uh, like a, where yeah. I'm dying in your arms and thanking you for it. Uh, uh, that's why I loved yeah. Eddie is that he was so positive, like, <laughs> and to have a character that's so blindly like loves things and loves life, I really enjoy. I really enjoy that. No wonder I'm my father's favorite. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> it was a, it was a fun character to hate because he was so like I said so positive. But I think my character was justified in how I felt. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because of the because of the the situation with your father and because um and, and that's the thing. It, it, you'll you'll know how you feel at the first moment and then you've got all the time in the world to figure out why you know um and, interesting. And, and it doesn't have to be logical you know uh interesting you know I, I there are those people who are like tremendously wonderful and nice and you have no reason to get jealous of them <laughs> uh and sometimes you do anyway you know Definitely. um you know I, I've met very few successful people that that I didn't find were actually I, I mean successful as performer people who I didn't find were also really really nice good people. Um, most of them I've been very happy for. You know, <laughs> you name know. those who you were exactly. Let's get the list. Yeah, <laughs> the shit list. Yeah, uh, uh, for some reason. Um, but, but yeah, for some reason, someone strikes me in a way and I'm just antsy, you know? Yeah, that um, happens. I think that happens. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm not revealing that that's like this horrible, like this thing about me. I think that's a universal <laughs> no, no, feeling I, that we get sometimes and we don't know where it's coming from, you know? It's one of those things where like someone called me on it, but like, Stefan, that guy just can't win with you, can he? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and by, yeah. Uh, and I just can't win with this person. Problem. Yeah, yeah, and and so and so that's the thing. So we we think we need to have a logical reason for why we feel the way we feel uh, when we go into an improv uh, scene. We f- think we have to describe it or explain it, and we really don't. You know, it's that happens. That happens between <laughs> people. You know. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, we had that. Uh, that was fun, and then I enjoyed the flashing back. You know, <laughs> that was fun. like our series. And it was fun to reference it. It was also fun to get this concept of, you know, even though I'm dead, I'm always a part of your life. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, uh, you are stuck with me because because we're in each other's memories. Like, Absolutely. I'm always going to be in your head, you know, um, which yeah. I think was fun. I really like that part where you were like, um, dad never took me ice skating. 
And he was like, I don't know, no, people can't see what Stefan looked like, but he was like, really, really like torn up about it. And he kept repeating it over and over. It was so sad. We'll be yeah. posting photos up on our Facebook of all my facial responses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was so sad. And it was like, oh man, it kind of made it funnier because it was so sad. I don't know, maybe because I would just enjoy laughing at that type of kid, but I think because it what you you went for it mm-hmm. rather than just like making up a a funny, clever, witty reason why Dad doesn't like you or you don't like Edward, you know. Right. You just pick something so simple and attacked it with yeah. your POV. I was trying to stay away yeah. from that fourth wall. Yeah. You, you uh, were you were far away. You were in the middle of the tr- <laughs> the middle of the room, my man. And, well, and I was just responding in the moment after the fact, like what you just mentioned about living in my past. Was that version of crazy edic edic was that version of crazy eddie just in my figment of that character's imagination at the time like fight club maybe i don't know yeah maybe the the him responding to being my dick dad all of a sudden at the end remember how you agitated my 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 character that way oh right yeah yeah with uh the spirit where like you wouldn't ice skate because i'm not you Right. Something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, my short-term memory's terrible. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then uh, that that maybe was my character's, um, through the lens of my character and how I saw Crazy Eddie. Mm-hmm. Was that interaction between my character and Crazy Eddie? Possibly, yeah. yeah. That's, wow. That's <laughs> wow. really intense. Intense. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're, before we wrap it up, uh, do we have any last thoughts on the set? Um. I can't think so. Uh, I mean, I could get into like tiny details at the same time. I th- I think it was fun. Yeah, I had yeah. a great time. That Dude, was a fun stuff. Yeah, your character was awesome. We were basically just hinging around that character. Yeah, and totally. we were just pivoting around it. Yeah. And I apologize if I burst anyone's eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing. Gotta get nah, a physical we'll... response to our podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,. That's the ultimate triumph on stage is if you can make one of your teammates pee. That, <laughs> wow, yeah. that would be it. Yeah, we I, have a teammate. I know someone who made it happen once. No so way. I'm just saying. Yeah, and yeah. did the audience see it? Like, was it very obvious? Or was it just or just like, uh, 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 no, they were wearing black pants. It was a sketch show, and she went a little <laughs> off book, and her partner peed. Um, it was a two person sketch show, uh, but they were both wearing black pants. That's legendary. So, yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Uh, okay. Very cool, very cool. So our last quick segment before we wrap up is we have something called Questions from the Community, where over Facebook and an email account, we get sort of anonymous questions just about improv, people, okay. people that will be bothered by things. We only have one or two. There's one question we like that we we ask every week. But real quick, I'm going to sneak in and nerd out a little history for a quick second. No, I'm not supposed to do it, but fuck it. Uh, there's a team in Chicago called the Pat Shea Dancers, right? Is okay, yeah, yeah. Were you on that team? Yes. What? What, what was this? How long was that a team? Uh, seven, eight years. Seven. So you were on a team with your name and the team title for eight years. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it, it's so funny. Um, it it ended up being great, and and it ended up being great because at the you know for our last few years together. Those were, and I would stay, say still are, my best friends. Nice. You know, so it's uh, Brian Stack uh, once posted a note uh, where someone was asking him for advice on how to become a comedy writer, and he said, do the work you love to do with the people you love to do it with. Um, nice. And, and, and everything else is going to fall into place. Um, dancers ended up being that. We were, we were our favorite people to be around doing 
improvising in a way that we had chosen, you know, um, succeed or fail. Like we had a bunch of bad shows. Uh, we were famous for being extremely slow. Um, and, uh, and at the same time, uh, we were capable, uh, that, uh, we we were we were happy to have bad shows because we knew that we were after not a good show like we had all done enough good shows at that point we were after that show that you know that that really you wouldn't ever forget you know that unobtainium <laughs> what's that unobtainium it's obtainium Right. It is obtainium. Uh, having said, okay, uh, it's funny though because it was named. I won't go through the whole story. Uh, the name there were uh, a guy named Joe Canale was making fun of me. Okay. You know, um, and we were all joshing around at uh, the first time we were put on a team together, and and uh, like just get out of my way. We, you know, when we get up there because we met, we met like. 10 minutes before we went on stage. Like, we were put together as a team. Wow. And we knew each other, okay. you know, but, uh, and, and, and Joe, uh, like, someone said that, I said something like that, and Joe was like, yeah, I know, I've played with you. In fact, let's just call it the Pat Shea Show. No, let's call it the Pat Shea Show starring Pat Shea. Uh, and it ended up being Pat Shea Show starring Pat Shea featuring the Pat Shea dancers. And, <laughs> And uh, and I was like, that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, when someone was like, that's a good team name. I was like, that makes me uncomfortable. And and they were like, done. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, originally it was this thing that was sort of embarrassing, or not embarrassing, it was personally embarrassing. But then immediately people started thinking that I was some sort of crackerjack improviser uh, because these people had named themselves in honor of me, uh, which just wasn't the case. But then as the years went by, it became a thing. Also, though, uh, I got to share it because whoever introduced us, the tradition upstairs uh, for the Armando show was you know, this, the Armando Diaz theatrical experience mm. in Hootenanny and whoever was doing the monologues that night would say, and tonight I'm Armando Diaz. So when I introduced the show for the first time, I said, and tonight I'm Pat, we're the Pat Shea dancers, tonight I'm Pat Shea. <laughs> and so we kept that. Uh, so then I would meet people at parties and they'd be like, oh, Pat Shea. Uh, oh, you're Pat Shea? Oh, no, Pat Shea's an Asian guy. Uh, oh, you're Pat Shea? Pat Shea's a girl. Uh, you know, and so... So we were all me at the end. Nice, awesome. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, that was—that's a long answer to a no, short no, question. I wanted to hear that. Uh, you coached by Dan Sip, is that true? For a little bit, did I make that up? Uh, Dan was one of the dancers. He was on that team. That's yeah. What I meant. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so I'm we've from, worked together a lot. You're from North, North Carolina? Carolina. Yeah, awesome. He was a big. Uh, he was a big part of the IO South program. I was yeah, there for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan yeah. is. One of my favorite people on earth. Yeah, I've seen him improvise the other few times. He's a total killer. I know, in a good way. Uh, that's another long anecdote. <laughs> Dan is. Uh, there was a time in my life where I was like a long form snob, right? And it was that same festival, uh, the one in where Kansas we did the City? bat the next night. Uh, we or did the Kansas? bat for the first time the next night. Was, yeah, Kansas City. I think we were in Missouri. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the night before that. Um, because word had gotten out, you go to these regional festivals and people think you're a rock star because you do long form. And like it was just when word had gotten out about that. And so a number of groups from Chicago were there. And some of them had this attitude of like, well, we do long form, you know, uh, which you'll hear still. Mm. Yeah, we don't do comedy sports. We do long form. Um, and a group came out and did long form. And, uh, and I'll, 
I won't name names, um, it was the most artless, borderline racist, stupid set I think I had ever seen. Uh, not ever. Uh, but it was it was really poor. And, and it wasn't, and that's the thing, long form being art. Right, this is right. art. You know, and then they come out and do this. And it's like, <laughs> and then Dan came up with his group and he's like seems like everyone's doing long form this year we're gonna do some short form (laughs) and they did this was before he had moved to Chicago right Uh, and they came out and did really powerful well paced really intelligent scenes like just one after the other Um, it was just a great show and, probably with the transactors. Yes, it was with the transactors. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just it was it was it was such a great show, and I was like, wait a second, and that's one of the things that I that I that has kept me improvising for all this time. It's like improv. You do the show you you want to do. You know, you are you are absolutely as much of an artist, as much of a comedian as as. as you want to be you you choose the show you choose the improviser you want to be uh and and then then it doesn't matter if you're doing long form short form anything like that it's the integrity you're holding yourself to you know um so dan taught me that lesson at that time then i was really blessed when he moved to chicago and uh eventually ended up on my team um and we (laughs) got to work with each other every week yeah it's groovy it was awesome yeah long answers to short questions sorry honestly I think that's a good thing to end on. Yeah, it is too. Yeah. Uh, um, actually, one one thing before we wrap it up, um, I'm I'm trying to start a sticker campaign for Improv Noise. Uh-huh. So, uh, if you could just kind of give a rally call and say, "Go out there, Improv Troops, and stick them." If you could just say that. If you could just say, "Go out there, Improv Troops, and stick them." That's what our our campaign is that so you want me to say that yeah just if you if you wouldn't mind just kind of say that just kind of like a wrap up the the cast right you you just just said you can all right right. that has been improv noise thanks again to wonderful guest pat shea and all of our wonderful listeners I am Stefan Schutter with my co-host Brad Kula. Peace out. <laughs> can't do that. You can't. You can't Why not? <laughs> you can't do that. Why not? I like it. <laughs> I always go peace out. Yeah, you just like I do that every day. <laughs> That's how I know to end.